the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are reminded that this world, as troubled as it is, is not our final destination. It is a temporary stopping point on our way home. We are not conformed to this world, for we have been transformed by the renewing of our minds through Christ Jesus. Our God is holy, and as his children, he expects nothing less of us, no matter what. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy, as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander continues to minister to us today. When there is no reverential fear of God, many will serve in the church with a hidden agenda, a selfish agenda, to gain power, control, and influence. Playing up to people, being a people pleaser, breaking confidentiality because you want to be light. Or you have an underlying reason for ministering to people other than to see them brought into conformity with the word and looking more like Jesus. That ought to be the goal of anyone who's doing any type of ministry here. The goal is not me. The goal is not you. The goal is to get people to look like Christ. We need to repent of agendas and hidden selfish gains to get to get more power, control and influence. Philippians chapter two, verse three says it rightly. Philippians 2, 3, chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You do nothing through selfish ambition, nothing for your own gain, nothing to build up your little show. Nothing to make yourself look good, nothing to gain more power. Nothing to, to, to promote yourself it is about promoting the Lord Jesus Christ. Number five, when saints do not have a fervent prayer life, there will be no reverence for God. Let me tell you something. Prayer keeps us from doing a whole lot of things, but if you are not praying, you're subject to do anything. Psalms 55, 17 says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Evening, morning and noon. Uh, how much is that? That's all day. Morning, noon, evening. You pray, pray, pray. If you can get off your knees and cut somebody else out, you got up too quickly. Huh? That's right. You need to get back down. If you can get off your knees and then and then let your husband have the fifth degree. You didn't pray. Serious prayer will make you repent. Serious prayer will make you say, I'm wrong. It'll make you revisit some issues. Huh? Prayer will hold you. Because you may be saved, even though saved, you still in the flesh, and the prayer will keep that flesh and those fleshly 
appetites under control. You can do some things that you used to do when you were lost if you're not praying. Satan will take you back to your pre-salvation days. And you'll find, you say, how did I allow myself to stoop so low to do such a thing? It's because of a deficiency of the word and the Holy Spirit not being in control of your life and not being a person of prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, what? No power. Number six, there is an absence of reverential fear when you think you can worship God with a sinful lifestyle. That's that's an absence of reverential fear. You think you can worship God with a dirty life. I love what Psalms 24 verses 3 through 4 says. 24, 3 through 4, it says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a what? Pure. How's your heart? Who has not lifted up his soul to uh, soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. James chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts. You double minded. So clean yourself up. Allow the word of God to wash that dirty life. In other words, there's an absence of reverential fear when you think you can worship God with a sinful lifestyle. I mean, you can gamble and play the lottery, huh? Make idols out of people, idols out of things. Go on strike and be absent on purpose because you are mad. That's what somebody said or what somebody did. But yet you can work on that job, that boss can almost treat you any kind of way. You drag yourself on up there because you need that paycheck. Somebody step on one little toe and you're out of here. Hmm? All I'm saying to you today, my friends, if you raise up holy hands, they ought to be holy. If you're in the choir, you ought to be holy. You're in the media ministry, you ought to be holy. You're in the pulpit, you ought to be holy. You're a deacon, you ought to be holy. You're a preacher, you ought to be holy. If you're children, you ought to be holy and obedient to your parents. God is calling us to be holy. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. Folks sleeping around in the church. Acting a fool in the church. Acting a fool at home. Some folk come here one way, but they're the biggest fool in the house. And your children see that huge hypocrisy. They say, is this my mama or my daddy? They act one way when they get out the car, look out. Number seven, I'm going to take my time and preach. You're right. She's giving me permission to take my time and preach. Isn't that wonderful? She said, take your time and preach. Thank you. I need it. I believe I will. Number seven, the fear of God is absent from those who are habitual complainers. The fear of God is absent from those who are habitual complainers. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says, you need to look at that. If you can't get there fast enough, it says, Philippians 2.15, do all things. You know what all things mean? What does all things mean? Everything without complaining and disputing. Anything you do, 
You ought to do it. Whether you ask, maybe you have to be in the nursery when you weren't on to serve. Oh boy, she's always absent. I guess I go in here and take care of the kids. Oh, it's time for you to, you're not on the, to be a counselor to receive members. Boy, he's always out. I'm, I got more counselors than him. He only got two and I got 15 because he's not here. Huh? Huh? Complaining. I mean, I don't have time for prayer meeting. I'm going to sing in the choir during rehearsal and I'm going to leave and go home and can't pray. That's a, you know, that's no reverential respect for God when you can sing in the choir. The prayer meeting is right behind the choir rehearsal and you take yourself on home instead of staying here and praying. That's no fear of God. You, unless you go on to work or something absolutely beyond your control, you ought to be happy to pray with God's people. We had a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled time last Wednesday praying for the persecuted church. That was a move of God in here with not only the adults but the young kids from youth ministry that came in here. What a time when you can not come to prayer, not come to the things that matter because you're always in a hurry. You're so quick to get out of here, you can't shake five hands. The person next to you may be going home to commit suicide, and you couldn't give them a word. Hmm? Let me tell you something. A, stay away from complainers and grumblers and refuse to allow other people's negativity to influence you. Did you get what I said? I got to repeat that again. Stay away from what? Complainers and stay away from what? Now, if your husband or your wife, I'm not saying divorce them. Pray for them. Okay? And refuse to allow other people's negativity to influence you. In other words, refuse to allow yourself to become a dumping ground for other people's negative trash, lest the stench of their trash cause you to smell the same. Okay, don't you be a waste basket for other folk negativity. Don't you let them smell you up and get you just as stinky as them. Get out of that way. Run. Every time you want to complain, let's pray for that person. Let's pray about this. I think it's time to pray. You lead off in prayer for that person and I'm going to close in prayer. Isn't this a wonderful prayer opportunity? They'll stop complaining to you. They stop because every time they come to you to complain, they know it's a, it's a prayer meeting about to come. <laughs> the reverential fear of God is absent. Listen, listen. Uh, stay away from complainers and grumblers and refuse to allow other people's negativity to influence you. In other words, refuse to allow yourself to become a dumping ground for other people's negative trash, lest the stench of their trash cause you to smell the same. So somebody negative sitting next to the proof grumbling, get your grumbling in the church. I tell you what, get your purse or whatever you got, take your Bible and go sit on the opposite side of the church. Misery loves company. And, they, and when they undertoning, they really want you to hear it because Satan really wants to contaminate your worship. <laughs> now you think about that when you get ready to complain. Number eight, listen, the reverential fear of God is absent when stubborn and rebellious saints 
refuse to confront the issue of their own sin and would rather fight or resist the pastor and the sermon before they submit to the life-changing power of the word of God and allow it to transform their life. I reiterate, the reverential fear of God is absent when stubborn and rebellious saints refuse to confront the issue of their sin and would rather fight or resist the pastor and the sermon before they submit to the life-changing power of the word of God and allow it to, to transform their lives. There's a scripture I shared in prayer meeting that I want to share to the rest of you today. It's Galatians 4.16. And that, that scripture is still in my heart. And I want everybody with the Bible to turn to that passage. Everybody with the Bible. Galatians 4.16. He's going to leave the point up. We know you're writing it. He's going to leave the point up. So don't, 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 don't stress yourself. When you find Galatians 4.16, say amen. amen. Oh, that's kind of weak. Y'all still turning. Okay. It says, look, look what Paul tells the church of Galatia. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? <laughs> That's Paul talking to the church. He was getting on them for, go, for trying to bring that legalistic stuff back into their lives when God had called them to freedom. He was dealing with the issue of returning back to the law. And the legalistic ways instead of uh, uh, being operating in the freedom that we have in Christ. Let me read that passage again. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Many pastors catch it in a hard way because people really don't want to know the truth. They rather attack the past. Many churches. Now, for the most part, Maranatha is a wonderful church. At least you're not attacking me openly. You know, I don't know what you're doing in your hearts. Okay, I can't vouch for that. Only God can vouch for that. At least you look like you're all right with me. Huh? If you're not, you're putting on a, I mean, if, you, if you're not, you're putting on a good front. There's some, I mean, some people can make some of the worst faces, can get so quiet on the truth, they only amen that part that they do. <laughs> they only amen that part that they do. And uh, the part that, they, that, that steps on their feet, Listen, this gospel is not a feel-good gospel. It ought to make you say, ouch. It ought to disturb you enough to cause you to want to do something about your condition. Your go- the gospel ought to convict you. It ought to make you not be able to take a nap when you go home. Because you got so disturbed until you got to make some serious adjustments about yourself. Huh? So so you jump on the messenger and the message. And the issue is you don't want to conform or be transformed. There's a lack of submission. So you divert it and you go into the attack. He don't have to say that. Oh, yeah. He said that. There he go again. You know, and God's listening to you in his house. You know, it, it, a whole lot of folk in Israel died for complaining. They were put to death. I'm talking about thousands of folk, not just one or two. 
If God put two or three of you to sleep, all the rest of you will shape up. <laughs> Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? What parent in here don't want to tell their child the truth? You better straighten up and listen to what I have to say. Shut up when I'm talking to you. That's what you tell them. Well, maybe I ought to say it. Shut up when I'm talking to you. Maybe I ought to say <laughs> Listen to the word of God. What you tell your children? Don't give me word for word. Straighten up your face. Don't give me word for word. Straighten up your face. Straighten yourself up. Smile. Show something. God's been too good to you. God brought you a mighty long ways. He's, he's got you. He's delivered you. Emancipated you. Saved you. Washed you. Helped you. Provided for you. Don't you bring that hell in here. Straighten yourself up. I've been too good to you. For you to come in here with that hell. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Only the truth will set you free. I am not called to be politically correct. I'm called to be truthful. I'm not going to finish this message. But I got one more for the road. You lack the reverential fear of God. Like the priests in Israel in Malachi's day. When you habitually miss taking holy communion while knowing the sacrificial price Jesus paid on Calvary to redeem you from the power and penalty of sin. When is the last time you've been here to take Holy Communion? Where have you been? Why are you absent so frequently? Why does it not bother you not to be? You mean tell me a football game take precedence over God? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 25 to 26. This last verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. It says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till I come. Holy communion is not an option. It is mandated. It is a command. How many of you in here saved yourself? How much of your blood washed your own sins? How many of you can get to heaven on your own merits? It is through the sufficient work of the Lord Jesus Christ 
his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We are here because of the grace of Almighty God. We are saved by the redemptive blood of God. And we ought to come back in gratitude and thanksgiving to give God thanks and praise for who he is and what he has done. And yet, the reverential fear of God and lack of gratitude will keep you home with your whimsical, no good excuses because you want to be conveniently at home for selfish reasons. Apart from sickness, or children issue something uh, out of town or something beyond your control, your mind ought to be made up. You, what if it's raining tonight? Come in the rain. Yeah, you say, come in the rain. Yeah, you got a car, don't you? Do you know what an umbrella is? You know, I'm just amazed at those football games. They up there in Green Bay, no shirt on, painted up all green, in zero degree degree temperature. It's cold in Green Bay. I mean, smoke just poof out of the mouth. And they out there to watch the, and they watch it for four quarters and overtime. And you get two drops on your car and got to think about whether you're going to come. Two drops and you already seeing tornadoes. You in, you got a rough, nice It's raining outside. Go to work in it on Monday. Why not praise the God who's sending the rain? Thank God for the rain. It's been dry here. You ought to be shouting in the rain. We've been in drought. Thank God we're not in stage three water restriction. Come out and give thanks. I said I'm going to end here. I got to do one more. I'm going to get one more. One more. more. She told me to take my time. She shouldn't have said that. Y'all gonna say, girl, don't you ever tell that man that no more. (laughs) One more. Those without the fear of God think they can worship God while robbing him of his tithes and offerings. You give him an offering, but it's not the best. It's not indicative of your salary. You know how much you make. You're not confused about that. And you're not confused about what 10% is off of that. And you're lying before God and his people. People, don't you know Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead from, from lying before God's people and before God himself? He struck them dead and the church buried them. You know how much you make. You tithe off the bonus. You tithe off the retirement. You tithe off the refund check from the taxes. You say, yeah, but I tithe all year. Listen, how do you give God too much? How do you give God too much? God know when you lie. You could be a deacon and you lie. Long time member and lie. Holding back on God and God looking at your heart and you don't know what's about to come on you because you lying to God and before his people under pretense. Those without the fear of God think they can truly worship God while robbing him of his tithing offerings. And God says, shut up. It is only sounding brass and tingling cymbal. Malachi 3 says, will a man rob God? 
Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you in tithe and offering? If somebody robbed you in your face, what would you think about that person? You wouldn't be a happy camper. You'd be upset. They robbed you. And a lot of folks think they can sing and thank God's going to accept their song, accept their service, accept whatever position you're serving in, flaunting around here like you're so spiritual. And God's saying, you make me sick. <laughs> Will a man rob God? You know, when you rob God, you'll rob anybody. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the word. Father, this message is so loaded. And I just can't wait to get back to it. Again, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will turn our hearts back to you. Father, you convicted us all in this room, including me. Your word is for every one of us, from the youngest to the eldest. And help us to repent of being negligent with sacred things, thinking we are spiritual when we are spiritually weak and half dead. Oh God, restore the joy of our salvation. Transform our hearts. Renew us. Break us. Make us. Mold us, oh God. Strip us so that our very lives would be acceptable before a holy and just God. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said. Sin is a violation of the word of God. When we gave our lives to Christ, we confessed and repented of our sins. We must remember how we felt that day when God freed us from that bondage. We became new in Christ Jesus. We must strive toward holiness every second of every day through fasting and prayer, studying and meditating on God's word. Satan will continue to attack, but we have the victory in Christ Jesus. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.